Why did Jeremiah witness? Because he could do no other. Did you know this? That fearfulness and timidity are evidence of a person who is not truly saved. If a person becomes a Christian and they never can look back over their Christian career and find a time where they were bold about sharing their faith probably means that their faith is not a legitimate faith. It probably means that they didn't really get saved. When people come to Christ, there is something that happens on the inside where they are compelled to reach out to the people around them. We see it over and over in the New Testament. We see it over and over in life. Um, Andrew met Jesus. He wanted to call Peter and introduce Peter. We see the Christians in the New Testament getting saved and they're going everywhere sharing the gospel. We see it just over and over and over again. I experienced it in my life. Nobody was telling me, you need to go out and share your faith. It was the Holy Spirit of God that just compelled me to share with those lost people around me. Nobody was telling me I needed to do that. Um, Revelation 21 and 8, the cowardly. And you see the word he couples it with? Unbelieving. Cowardly and unbelieving. And abominable and murderers, and immoral persons, and sorcerers. Um, that word sorcerer is talking about drug users. Talking about people who are engaging spiritually through the use of drugs. And people still do that. They use drugs to make spiritual contact with demonic forces. Talks about idolaters, people who worship another god, and all liars. Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, which is that unrecoverable death. Um, cowardice to share your faith that's not a small matter 
That is huge. What it says is that perhaps you don't have a living faith. Maybe your faith is a dead faith that the Bible talks about. What does this mean? Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, how? As a living sacrifice. Living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So, I think at some point, a lot of Christians lost touch with what it means to give yourself to Christ. What it means to surrender your life to God. What it means is just that, that you give it up, that you're willing to die. That you let someone else take over your life and they can do with it what they want. The way that it used to work with a lot of the missionaries is that they would give their lives in service to Christ and they would board a wooden ship for a foreign country. And they would take with them those things that they could take to the mission field for the service of Christ. And there's one other thing they would take. Their coffin. Their decision was, my life ends at this point. This is a one-way trip. I am going there to spend the rest of my life pursuing those for whom Christ has died, sharing the gospel with them. They took their coffins with them. We have forgotten what it means to give our lives to Christ. Um, somehow we think that that just means that we're taking on a religious flavor, that we just start going to church, that we just start doing little religious duties. It's so much bigger than that. To give our lives to Christ means just that. We give our lives and we say, all right, this is where I end and this is where Christ begins. The Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. That's the place where God is trying to bring his children to where we are totally surrendered like that. And so we give our bodies a living sacrifice. And the deal is this. Hey, God, whenever you're ready to take my life, it's already given. There was a general who was getting ready to go into battle with his soldiers, and he got them together, and he said, Men, let's make one thing clear. They can't kill us. 
because we're already dead. Before we go into this battle, we're already conceding the fact we are dead. No reason to fear. Let's just fight. Have you come to that place yet? Where it's a legitimate, I'm giving my life, my actual life, to Christ. I take all my goals off the table, all my ambitions, all my desires, and say, let's do this, Lord Jesus. Make your desires my desires. Do with me whatever you want. During the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln had a problem with some of his soldiers. He said, I have no end of men who are willing to give their lives. But I sure have a lot of people who are not willing to give their first drop of blood. Are you sure you've given your life, the whole thing, to Christ? Are you sure that you've done that? Are you sure you're dead and Christ is living in you? Sometimes living sacrifices crawl off the altar when things start getting heated up. Um, what does this mean? And he who does not take his cross his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me if you're going to wear a cross around your neck it would be wonderful if it symbolized not the cross of Jesus but it symbolized this is my cross this is my commitment that I'm going to lay down my life for God. If you're not willing to take up the instrument of death, if you're not willing to carry that, which is going to culminate in your death, he says, you're not worthy of me. Christ is calling for people who are willing to die. And sometimes he calls for something even bigger than for people who are willing to die. He calls for people who are willing to live for him.
Anybody, when they're being tortured, can say, will you just please get it over and kill me? But the person who says, this torture, I'm going to deal with it, and I'm going to honor God through it, Sometimes he calls for something bigger than for us to die. Sometimes he calls for us to live. And he who does not take his cross, his instrument of death, who is not really actually willing to lay down his life. And we have a lot of people who are like that. God, I'm here because this is where the blessing is and I'm here because I want to make sure I go to heaven and I'm here because I want you to bless what I'm doing and I want you to heal me and, and all of this other stuff. We have lost the meaning of what it means to give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have this cheap, weak, useless brand of Christianity. We sing the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And then do everything that we can to hide it and to not be so shiny. Have you really um, given your life? Gonna pass out the um, little ten points for you to use. I'd like for you to practice sharing um, the gospel with someone. And then I want to pray with you for God to fill you with the Holy Spirit so that you can effectively share your faith. You'll just pass some of those down and you pass those to Sister Robinson for her table. Anybody remember where we took these from? And if we are short, we have more. And so no reason for anybody to not have one. Anybody remember where we took these 10 points from? Yeah, but where in the New Testament? Say again. 
Acts, the story of Cornelius. Okay. Anybody remember what chapter in Acts? Acts chapter 2? Any others? Okay. Acts chapter 10. So, these are the points anybody can be saved. People need to know that. There are lots of people who believe, I have crossed the line, uh, God is done with me. That second one, repentance is required. The Bible says without holiness no man will see God. And uh, there is this cheap, easy believism where we just believe the right stuff and we're good. No, we have to turn from our sin and turn to God. Peace with God never comes until we have Christ. And so people need to know that there's nothing that's going to give you peace. Nothing that's going to make your life fulfilling if you don't have Christ. People need to know that Christ is God. He uh, has to be Lord in our lives. He's not going to come and take up some lower position. He is God, and that's what makes his death uh, that valuable that he could pay for the sins of the world. We do have to share with them that he was a real person, fully, totally human, and that's why he could live in our place. If he were an angel, uh, he couldn't share in my weakness. Angels can't do that. He had to be a real person. That his death was a sacrificial death, that that's what paid for my sin. It was his death. And we share his physical bodily resurrection because the wages of sin is death. If he is still dead and wasn't resurrected, that means he was a sinner and that he's paying for his sin rather than being a savior. Only two possibilities, only two kinds of people. Either you have Jesus and you have eternal life or you don't have Jesus and you have eternal death. And then number nine, there's no other name, there's no other way to be saved. Forget the good works, forget trying to get to heaven by being baptized and joining the church and yada yada. Uh, the only one way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. And then number 10, everybody has to take that step, placing your faith in Christ alone and surrendering to his lordship. Some people call that believe and receive. So who's your partner? Identify your partner. Who's your partner? Who are you going to share back and forth with? Okay, and who does not have a partner? Okay. Who does not have a partner? Everybody needs a partner.
Okay? Um, and so what we are not asking you to do is just to read from this. We're asking you to put these into your own words, the way that you would naturally normally say it to someone. And so you don't just go, well, you know, anybody can be saved um, just because that's what the card says. Instead, you want to personalize it. God is willing to save anybody. There's nothing that you have done that God isn't wanting to forgive. You know, that sort of thing. And anybody did not get one. Guys in the audio, got one? Did y'all, y'all got one? No? Okay. It's yeah. Okay. So how do we get the conversation started? Um, lots of ways to do it, and feel free to do what is naturally normal for you. Uh, for instance, hey, has anybody ever taken the time to share with you how you can have a personal relationship with God? If they say no, mind if I share with you? You know, that sort of thing. Um, do, you, do you have a personal relationship with, with, with the Lord? Uh, somebody walked up to me and said, uh, good sermon. And it, this was a stranger. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I said, and, and what about you? Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord? Or are you a born-again believer? And that was to just open the door to share with them. Um, would you like to know how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus? Or if, if you die today, um, do you know where you would go, what would happen to you? And so there are lots of ways to open the conversation but uh, let's just practice with each other, shall we? Anybody have any questions before we start? Anybody have any comments before we start? Okay, let's see if we can do a really good job of it. We want to be comfortable with sharing our faith. questions are as followed. Anybody can be saved. Repentance is required. Peace with God never comes until we have Christ. Christ is God. His humanity, his virgin birth, his perfect life, his sacrificial death, his physical bodily resurrection. Only two possibilities, two kinds of people. A, you have Jesus and are experiencing eternal life, or B, you don't have Jesus and are already experiencing eternal death.
<clears throat> there is no other name. Jesus is God's only solution. Everyone must take the step of placing their faith in Christ alone and surrendering to his lordship. Believe and receive. Father, these are your children. They confess that they have given their lives to you that it's not theirs anymore. That they have canceled their ambitions and goals and they are seeking your heart. If that means that we are to be rejected, accept. If it means that we are to be persecuted, we accept. If it means that we are to be killed, lose our lives for the sake of the gospel, sign us up. We pray, dear God, that you would fill us with your spirit because we cannot do this in human strength. When we are self-motivated and obnoxious and rude, when we are in our flesh and we think that we are being so eloquent and logical and smart, we're just messing things up. And so fill us with your spirit that we may be filled with love and with humility, that we may be a vessel that is usable. There are a lot of people that you're still wanting to save. You're wanting to send them our way. You're wanting us to be obedient and faithful and share with them. And some of us have children who are lost, grandchildren and brothers and sisters and maybe a spouse, other people who are just so important to us. And I pray, dear God, that you would just give us this, this awareness that we got to reach them, we got to share with them, and that you would give us the wisdom and the tenderness to do that with the heart of Christ. Fill us with your spirit. We pray that you would choose to use us and that you would receive the glory. Give them boldness, give them love, give them humility, give them the heart of Christ. Make their work fruitful. May they lead others to Christ, others to you. And we give the praise to you in Jesus' name. Amen.